the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. A love so solid that we could always depend on it, even when we have miserably failed? Welcome to Core Truth Radio, a radio ministry of Core Church Los Angeles with pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilburn. Pastor Steve will be teaching us God's truth right from the Bible with lessons that we may not want to hear, but we need to hear. Let's jump right in today's study. Today we're going to be looking in 1 John chapter 3, and I entitled this message, Who We Are. You know, that seems to be a subject of, well, controversy today. Why is that? Because many have lost their identity. Many people try to be, well, someone that they're not. It can be as simple as idolizing a celebrity, uh, which will cause some to start dressing like them. Or maybe there's somebody at your work that has certain qualities and you find yourself wanting to be, well, more like that person. Of course, advertisers, they have known this for a long time. That's why they will pay celebrities and athletes to showcase themselves using or wearing their products in their ads so that we will purchase what they're selling. Yes, all in the hope that you'll buy what they have so you can look just like them. Or at least that's what's supposed to happen. But as you know, it's now far more than what we wear or what we drive or how we cut our hair. Now people are questioning who they are, not just how they look, but who they really are on the inside. Some will have come to the conclusion that they don't like who they are, or should I say how they were born and how much they would rather be, well, someone else. Some boys have decided to be girls, why some girls have decided to be boys, which of course is impossible, for humans are born with either an XY chromosome, which is a male, or an XX chromosome, which is a female. But yet today, people will now identify as something they're not. Here are a couple names that we've had to invent now for people to call themselves. Uh, They're cisgender. You know, that's a person who believes that if you have boy parts, well, you're a boy. And if you have girl parts, well, you're a girl. Then there's transgender, meaning you identify as the opposite of your body parts. Then there's bigender, and that's someone who identifies as both male and female. Then, of course, there's agender, and that's a person who doesn't identify as any particular gender at all. Sound confusing? It's because it absolutely is confusing. But when a person comes into a relationship with Jesus Christ, we no longer have to question who we are, what we are, or what we should be. For God receives us just as we are. And when many come to Christ as Savior and Lord, they are broken. Many times they have come to the end of themselves. Many have come to see that everything that this world has to offer only leaves us empty 
and wanting more. Most have come to the realization that nothing seems to satisfy for long. You know, whatever we long after, it only fills for a season. Then we long for something else. And that's the vicious cycle that starts all over again. And on top of all of that, we can suffer from our own vices, habits that we've fallen into that leave us filled with guilt and shame. That pretty much sums up my life. I saw through the emptiness so early in life. I felt so much emptiness and despair by the ripe old age of 18 years old. Maybe if my parents wouldn't have divorced when I was 16 and I wouldn't have had all those problems and I would have had a stable home life, maybe I wouldn't have experienced such aloneness. Maybe if I wouldn't have gotten into so much partying and drug use and I wouldn't have burned out so early. Maybe if I would have had a little bit more supervision, I wouldn't have had all of those bad choices. But the reality is this. My sinful lifestyle opened my eyes to how empty life was without Christ. I had embraced evolution. Yes, I thought we all evolved through, well, monkeys. But that left me with no purpose and no reason in life. It left me with no hope for my future. And it is just at that right moment that God revealed himself to me as someone shared the truth of God's word with me. No, they didn't candy coat my plight in life. They told me I was a sinner and that God knew every single thing about me. That I would stand in a judgment before God one day. And every sin that I ever committed, I would have to give an answer for. Guess what? That sent chills down my spine. I was left with this fact. I was guilty for I was a bad boy. And after I was able to soak that in and comprehend the bad news, again, you can't really appreciate good news until you fully understand how bad the bad news is. I remember the verse that really put it over the top for me. This person said, everything that you've said in the dark, they were quoting Jesus, of course. They were quoting from Luke twelve three. Jesus said, everything you've done in the dark will be heard in the light. And everything that you whispered in inner rooms will be proclaimed on the housetops one day. Now think about that for a second while you're listening to me here on the radio. Everything you've ever done. I mean, things that, you know, your parents don't know, your, your best friend, your spouse, you know, that nobody else knows. Things that you've done in secret that no one else knows. God knows everything in exacting detail. And one day it will all be exposed on the day of judgment. And get this, there's another caveat here. Not only will God judge us on what we did, but he will judge the very motive of our heart, our mind, and our thoughts while we were doing that thing. Now, for some crazy reason, at 18 years old, sitting at this kitchen counter in Upland, California, it all seemed to make sense to me. So many other things Never made sense to me, but that made sense. All of a sudden, I realized, here I am, some guy that never really went to church ever, and it's like all of a sudden, I'm realizing that, man, there is a God in heaven. There is someone, there's a creator, there's someone that I have to answer to one day. And all of a sudden, it left me empty and wanting. Well, that's when I said, well, what happens to a person like me? I've done everything wrong. Like, I'm guilty. But that prepared me to hear the good news. That is, the good news of salvation in Christ. That God didn't hate me. 
that he actually loved me. And he even proved that love for me by dying on the cross some 2,000 years ago. He actually bore my sin on his body, and now I could be forgiven. I could start all over again. Wow. I mean, I wonder if there's anyone listening on the radio right now that you're hearing that maybe for the first time, or maybe it's a wonderful reminder because you have failed in some areas of your life, and you're wondering, is there any hope for you? And maybe there's even some listening that you might think, there's no way that God could love me anymore, not for what I've done. I've been so bad. How could God love me? Well, I just want you to know that I don't understand how God could love you or me, knowing everything about us in exacting detail, but yet he does. And I just want you to know that God doesn't hate you. Understand, it's a pretty empty feeling when I was 18 years old and and I thought to myself that I've completely ruined my life. But again, that was just me. I was the one that was addicted to all these problems and that I had and everything. Yet there was a way and a chance for me to start all over again, to somehow clean up my mess, to get another chance. And guess what? I took it. And I don't know if there's anyone listening right now that needs another chance, but you need to take this chance and you're going to have that opportunity before this message ends today. But that was the best decision that I made in my entire life. Now, that was a long time ago, decades ago, you know, and I'm still here now, today, decades later, and still walking with Christ, and I'm still excited to serve Him. You know, when I came to Christ, I was a mixed up, broken teenager. You know, I was burned out on life, you could say, but on that day, I became born again. I was made new. I was refreshed. I was able to start again, and God gave me a new reason to live, a new reason to move forward, yes, a new reason to start over. And I just want to let everyone know as we get into this message here today that God wants to do a new and refreshing work in your life before this message even ends. But we're going to be looking here in 1 John, and we're going to consider this thought here. Children of God. Let me read the text to you here, because you're probably driving, so you keep your eyes on the road, and I'll read to you. It says in 1 John chapter 3, verse 1, it says, See how great a love the Father has bestowed on us, that we would be called the children of God. And such we are. For this reason, the world does not know us, because it did not know Him. Beloved, now we are the children of God. There it is again. And it has not appeared as of yet what we will be. And we know that when he appears, we will be like him because we will see him just as he is. And everyone who has this hope fixed on him purifies himself just as he is pure. Wow, what a cool portion of scripture. Now, this is a miracle for sure. I mean, how could we ever understand it? I mean, a great love that The Father has bestowed upon us a love without end, a love that is somewhat, what, unconditional? A love that is available to each and every person in spite of who we are and what we have done? A love that is so incredible that it would wrap itself around us to never leave us or forsake us? A love 
that is so there and so solid that we could always depend on it, even when we have miserably failed and fall short of God's high call? Yes, the Bible says that God so loved the world. That word for world is cosmos. It's all living beings that were created in an ordered world. And of course, God is the one that created the heavens and the earth, the world and all that's in them. So how in the world is he going to bestow on us? How is he going to imply value to us, all of us, and give us the name children of God? It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Well, how does he do it? Because he said in John 3.16 that God so loved the world, you and me, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever would believe in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. And for those who have embraced Christ as their Savior and Lord, we have now become his children. We are the children of God. Think about that for a second. Wrap your mind around it. We're told in Romans 8.14, it says, For all who are being led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God and the daughters of God. For you have not received a spirit of slavery leading to fear again, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by which we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are, the children of God. There it is again. And if children were heirs, also heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, so that we might also be glorified with him. Wow. Now, why do we here at Core Church Los Angeles with our radio program, Core Truth, why do we always read so much Bible text? It's because that is what changes the life of a person. You know, the Bible tells us in Romans ten seventeen that faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. And that's why we want to walk through the Scripture. We want to teach God's Word in an expository way, which is just a fancy word of saying we teach the Bible book by book, chapter by chapter, and verse by verse. Listen, if there are anywhere close to us here in Southern California, I challenge you. Why don't you come to Core Church Los Angeles? We're on the intersection of La Cienega and the 10 Freeway on the west side of Los Angeles. Maybe you're 30, 40 minutes away. Maybe you're an hour away. But what is better, to go to a church where you never get challenged in your faith and you never grow in your relationship with Christ, or to drive a little longer and go to a place where you'll be challenged in your faith and taught the truth of God's Word without compromise. Like I've said many times in the past, the Word of God is not always what you want to hear, but it's always what you need to hear. Sometimes that the Word of God is just like peroxide. You know, what happens when you cut yourself? Or maybe if you have a child and, you know, they fall down and they you know, they knock their little skin off their knees or whatever, and you take them and you set them down and they're crying and you broke out the, the peroxide. It's like, they're like, no, not the peroxide. Oh, that hurts. See, a child, they don't want any part of peroxide. But as a parent, you know that you got to clean out that wound. Why? So that it's not going to get infected. 
So you cleaned it out. Now, the child hates you at the moment. It's like you're causing more pain. I had the pain of falling down. Now you're causing more pain. Well, sometimes the word of God, again, is like peroxide. You know, it it hits us and it stings and we don't like it. And it's rubbing us the wrong way. But it's only applied to us because God wants to clean out the infection of sin in our life so that we can be right with him. What does sin do again? It severs our relationship with Christ. I wonder if there's anyone listening to us right now that you've got some area of riffraff going in your life or some area that you know is wrong. Don't you know that that is affecting your relationship with God? It's affecting your communion with God. And so God is going to allow the Word of God to come in to convict you to do what? To make you feel miserable and guilty? Well, yes. (laughs) Only to do what? Drive you to the cross so that you can find forgiveness and cleansing from God, so that you can be delivered from the guilt and the shame of whatever sin that is. And so that's what God does. But that's what core Truth Radio is about. That's what Core Church Los Angeles is about. Now, listen, if you live so far away, you can't come to our church. And if you're on one of our stations on the East Coast and, you know, it'll take you a little bit longer to get here if you're going to come on Sunday morning. I guess you could leave Pennsylvania around, I don't know, Tuesday and get here by Sunday. No, just kidding. But you can, by just a tap of your finger, you can go to the App Store, and you can download our free app on your phone. It only takes seconds to download, and it's free. But on that app is literally hundreds of video messages that can help you and encourage you in a time of need. The way I tell people is this. Hey, look, download the app. It doesn't cost you anything. Listen to a message, scroll the titles, and find a message that's interesting to you. Listen to it. If you don't like it, well, delete the app. It didn't cost you anything in the first place. But on a positive side, it could be a wealth of information to you to help you in your growth in this relationship with Christ. But getting back to what we just read in Romans chapter 8.14, it says, yes, Romans 8.14 said, when we are led by the Spirit of God, that we are the sons and the daughters of God. And don't miss this awesome promise that comes with being a child of God. In verse 15, it said that we have not received the spirit of slavery to fear again. Why? Because it said that we've been adopted by God. Yes, God has formally and legally made us his own children. We've been legally made the sons and daughters of God. Therefore, the Bible says that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. So we're a child of the living God. And because of that, it said in verse 16 that God allows us to call him Abba, Father. Now, This is an endearing term. This is truly an intimate term. We are now able to call the Almighty, Holy God, Abba. Or it would be equivalent to us and here in America that we would be able to call him Papa or Daddy, Daddy. 
again, it's incredible that this is this great term of tenderness and dependence. It's almost like for those of you that had children, remember when they were toddlers and you would come home and they're like, daddy, daddy, or daddy, papa, papa, you know, all of these things. Well, that's how God looks at us. You know, it's a term that's free from all anxiety. And the Spirit of God in verse 16 even confirms that within our soul. Not through some hocus pocus, but by allowing us to become all that God has promised us to become. And that's not all. In Romans 8 verse 17, it said that we are also now heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. That means that he is going to share heaven with you and me. We get to inherit, we get to become a co-sharer of heaven with the Lord one day when we get to heaven. But it also ends in verse 17 saying, if indeed we suffer, we will also be glorified with him. Whoa, wait a second. We don't like that suffering thing. What's that all about? Yes, there will be times as being believers in Christ that we suffer on this side of heaven. Times that we as Christians are mocked for what we believe in. Times that we will be ridiculed. There'll be times that we will be persecuted. There'll be times that we will go through the valleys of the shadow of death and face great hardships, times of distress, times of misfortune. And yes, God allows such times. You might be thinking, well, why in the world, if God is a God of love, why would he allow times of difficulty in my life? So that you and me can learn valuable lessons. And listen, the only place that we really learn valuable lessons is in the valleys of despair. As you know, we never learn deep, life-changing lessons from fun-filled mountaintop experiences. That's why when David wrote Psalm 23, verse 4, he says, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for thou art with me. See, David could have never wrote that if he had not walked through the valley of the shadow of death. Yes, David had to flee for his life. David had to run and hide. Yet, in the midst of his misery, that's when God molded his character. Again, know this. In the midst of the worst times of David's life, he never, ever walked alone. And either will we. In fact, in those times of great desperation, that's when we will actually be walking the very closest to the Lord that we have ever walked. I mean, think about it. When you're on the beach in Tahiti waiting for the next set of waves to come in, drinking iced tea, then you're never thinking about the deep meaning of life and, you know, all of these things. But it's when we're facing hardships that we have to look up. When we're facing dire circumstances is when we cling to the Lord more than ever. We will never be closer to God than when we're going through the hardships of life. As we end our program today, here's a thought for you. Are you right with the Lord today? Are you doing okay? I mean, where do you stand with God today? 
Let me ask you a real direct question. If you were to die today, and listen, I hope you live to be 100 years old, but we live in a crazy, chaos-filled world right now, and people are dying at the highest rate here in America than I think maybe ever. All the spiking of violence and shootings in America. Let me just ask, if you were to die today, would you go to heaven? I think a lot of people might say, well, I hope so. But you know, God says, I want you to know so. And if you're not sure and you're willing to come to God on his terms, meaning you're willing to say, God, I'm sorry for my sin, God will forgive you, and he'll cleanse you, and you can have the hope of heaven. And if you're willing to ask him to come into your life right now, maybe to reboot your life, then this is a great time to do it. So pray this now, if that's you. Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sin. I believe you died for me, and that you were buried. But I believe you rose again from the dead. Come inside of me. Would you take my heart and my life? Help me live for you. Be my Lord, my God, my Savior, and my friend. And fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Listen, if you just prayed that prayer, I want to send you some materials to help you in your walking relationship with Christ. You can email me your name and address to Bible at corechurchla.com. That's Bible at corechurchla.com. God bless you. Thanks for joining us for Core Truth Radio. You've been listening to pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilburn of Core Church Los Angeles. If you'd like to hear more messages by Pastor Steve, download the Core Church Los Angeles free app. Available on iOS and Android. Core Church is sponsored by and a listener-supported outreach of Core Church LA. If you have been blessed by this program, consider supporting our radio ministry by texting Core Church LA to 77977. You can also give via our app or online at corechurchla.org, as well as writing to P.O. Box 34789, Los Angeles, California, 90034. 